Praise God. I want to welcome you again. It's another week. You know, I always share uh, these scriptures because it serves as a base for all that I will share. Many today are married and then uh, ignorantly they have entered into that marriage and they don't know what they have entered into, even Christians. Matthew 19 verse 6, so they are no longer two but one flesh. Therefore what God has joined together, let no man put asunder. Ephesians, Ephesians 4, 2-3 talks about it. Say, make every effort, that's it. Verse 3, to keep unity of the Spirit through the bond of peace. And then the first Corinthians starts in the whole chapter. The last chapter talks about what the greatest is love. First Corinthians 13, 4-5 talks about characteristics of love. And Colossians chapter 3, verse 14. And over all these virtues, put on love. Proverbs 30, 18 to 19. Let me read the last verse. And the way and the way of a man with a young woman. Let me add to that. Proverbs 3, verse 3 to 4. Let love and faithfulness never leave you. Bind them around your neck. Write them on the tablets of your heart. Then you will win favor and a good name in the sight of God and man. 1 Thessalonians 5, 11. Therefore, encourage one another and build each other up just as in fact, just as in fact you are doing. What am I saying? I'm sharing concerning helping trying as much as possible by the help of the Holy Spirit because that's the mandate God has given to us. Newlyweds, more for than not, they do pre-canceling and they forget to do post-canceling. So, your marriage is between one and seven years. Who is canceling you? Who do you run to when you have issues? First Corinthians 16, 14 says, do everything in love. When issue comes in your marriage, who do you go to? So I've been sharing concerning some truths, some of the things that you need to put in place as a person if you want to survive these first few years in your marriage. Congratulations, you are married. You are married. What next? What do you need to do? Make your spouse your best friend. Honor God in your relationship. Respect each other honor one another keep private matters private stay out of debt marriage is a covenant not a contract marriage is never 50 50. don't read each other's mail except we have an understanding from the beginning for instance i am my wife all my password she doesn't even have time for password you know, every of my mail, every of our field, I have access to it. She has access, access to mine also. Take interest in your spouse's interests. These are the things I shared last 
week last two weeks that i've been sharing with people and i added to that also i said protect your home protect your home be careful of the information that you go carry outside to share with people now uh, today quickly i want to share some practical christian marriage advice in addition to what i shared before know like most newlyweds honeymoon faces for those that did honeymoon face a wonderful season but very soon it will soon wear off so when it wears off do we wear be wise pay at least as much attention to the gospel foundation you need to lay in your marriage as you do to the feelings you get from your marriage. Don't be too occupied, preoccupied with one 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 another's affection. That the world, that the world around you, fade fade away. Because what will make you survive your marriage is God. Don't expect your spouse to complete you. Sometimes I see, I hear singles say that and I marvel. And when the expectation is dashed, it becomes an issue. Too many people look for a spouse to meet a, a deep sense of need in their lives. They long for comfort, significance, approval. And they don't think that a spouse will be their endless supply of security and satisfaction i can tell you that it is not true a spouse can meet our needs to a degree but not in full only jesus can do that so don't expect your spouse to be and do for you what only jesus can do can be and do for you if you need your spouse you are using your spouse not loving them this is true because you your love will always have string attached. Why do you see, why do you think many marriages are going to divorce today? There was a, so a certain thing that, that was attached to the marriage. And when they don't get it, they say, I'm tired of this marriage and it's not supposed to be. Practical truths that you need to put in place. The honeymoon phase. When it fades, don't forget. The word of God. Don't expect your spouse to complete you. Number three, the importance of communication cannot be overstated. Almost every conflict in my marriage has been related to lack of communication. How you communicate goes a long way. When you're not communicating about both are no, when we are not communicating about both our outer and inner life, we are headed for trouble. At the same time, our most mutual and meaningful moments have come from open and honest about everything from what happened in our day to what's going on in the deepest part of our being. I always remind my wife every now and then, tell me everything. Don't get lost in your place of work. 
when you are coming from your place of work, communicate. Don't lose yourself wherever you are and forget your spouse somewhere. Don't assume that your spouse knows what you are thinking and feeling. Tell them, don't be afraid to ask either. If you are not sure what your spouse is thinking or feeling, ask, ask them. That's the quickest way to find out. You know, in Songs of Solomon 2 verse 15, Solomon's bride poetically calls him to catch the little foxes that ruins the vine. Little foxes are the subtle influences that go unnoticed in our relationship. You have got to identify the habits that could sabotage your marriage and deal with them quickly. So many times in my marriage, I've cautioned my wife, said, no, this one, it is looking for trouble. Even though, naturally, physically, it doesn't matter. But because at the long run, it will, it will bring issues. Don't forget one of the things I shared with you is no third party. You are not enemies of your extended family, but there are things that should not get to them. There are information that you should not share with them. So there are little foxes that you need to cut before it sabotages your family and deal with them quickly. Information. You know, sometimes I tell my wife, I will deactivate your accounts, social media accounts. Because at a particular point time, it was becoming a god to her. So things like cell phone, interruption, distracted conversation, and being present, but not at all there. These things like small roots growing beneath a city of sidewalk will eventually crack and destroy your marriage. I know some couples, they have this policy. When they come back from their place of work, everybody off their cell phone. There was a time, it was a talk of work for my wife. Told her, I will seize your phone. I will deactivate your social media because even I, as a social media strategist, as an influencer, I know how to control myself. I use for more than you. But when you go on Instagram, when you go on Facebook, it's, it's like you, are, you just get lost in it. I don't mind what is happening around you. So catch the little foxes. Those are little, 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 little things that can destroy, can sabotage your marriage. So early enough, if you know you don't have control, your spouse don't have control, talk about it and then put boundaries in place to help your marriage now another thing that practical steps that you need to under, put in place seek to understand your spouse rather than to be understood by your spouse what do i mean by that failure to understand one another has often been the underlying culprit for any lack of marital int- intimacy no, we often try too hard to make a spouse get, get us that we fail to get them in the process. So when we focus our attention on ourselves, we kill the intimacy. When we focus our attention on our spouse, we foster it. So take time to listen, to ask questions, and really get your spouse. Your spouse will likely do the same for you. One of the things I do, I talk. There was a time I don't know how to talk, I don't know how to express myself, but it was killing. So I had to learn it. So seek to understand your spouse rather than to be understood by your spouse. 
seek to do that. Avoid comparing your strength to your spouse's weakness. Unfortunately, I think men do this often. Avoid comparing your spouse. Comparing your strength to your spouse's weakness. It can be tempting to critique your spouse in an area of strength during a disagreement. But that's not fair. You will only, only and always win the argument. And when you do, you will have nothing to show for it except a fractured marriage. This approach is gratifying but destructive. Don't take that bait. Instead, aim for objective dialogue about the circumstances itself. This will help both of you, of you grow with, without fueling a sense of self-centered pride. Number seven, which is the last one, have fun. One of the things I learned to do, sometimes when people look at me and, and okay, for instance, now, June 28th, I had a crash. I lost a lot. And sometimes when I tell people I lost a lot, there are people that are very close to me. Okay, even people that are close to me didn't even notice what happened. Family didn't know. Except for people that I told, even with that, they still didn't know what happened. With that, when you see me, I'm always having fun. You want to foster good relationship with your spouse. Have a lot of fun. Laughter is a good sign of a marital health. It is not about money alone. Sometimes there's no food in my house. I'm serious, but we have fun. I have fun. God gave us life so that we can enjoy it. So newlyweds are often told that marriage is for holiness, not for happiness. That's a lie. But the opposite is also true. Marriage is as much for happiness as it's for holiness. Two balanced things together. The key is to, is to take hold of one without letting go of the other. Pursue holiness in your marriage with great vigor and pursue happiness in your marriage with just as much. Tell jokes, be silly, go on dates, drink deep, suck the moral out of life for it. In this, we get a taste of heaven. Listen to me again because it is important that you get this. Having fun in your marriage is paramount. Don't forget the foundation you lay in your marriage will go a long way. Why do you think the Bible says if the foundation is destroyed? People like me have ended this way. What is the righteous doing about it? One of the first few things I learned in my marriage is this truth. Having learned to have fun regardless of whatsoever that's happening. And that's why I mentioned that June 28th when I lost a lot of money. I've learned my lesson to, regardless of whatever situation I find myself, to have fun. So, what is your marriage going through right now? I will draw you back to what I started sharing from the beginning. God is the only one that can help marriage. Not parents, not siblings, not pastor. God, because he's the originator of marriage. I say to you, your marriage shouldn't be about children. Your marriage shouldn't be, those things are important. 
your marriage shouldn't be about money your marriage shouldn't be about family your marriage shouldn't be about any other thing than god first your spouse second and every other thing follows god first your spouse second and every other thing follows that's for you today please join me next week again as i share to the newly words this effort share this to people as you are watching as you are listening to it somebody somewhere needs to hear this god bless you in jesus name if you need to reach out to us on a social media platform please all at obadevola praise o-b-a-d-a-b-o-l-a-p-r-a-i-s-e follow us on our pages and subscribe to our youtube channel so you can get anytime we share you can get the first time information there you need to call you need to reach out to us on whatsapp please call this number plus two three four zero eight one seven nine two four five one seven plus two three four zero eight one nine seven three triple four five one nine God bless you once again. Shalom.